Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Weekly Collective, a business podcast for the rest of us. I am your host, Nick. This episode is brought to you in part by Locology.com. Locology is a digital marketing agency with an emphasis on the science behind what they do. Everything they do is largely based around the tracking of data, analyzing, and finding solutions that ensure their clients get the best possible ROI that they can with their internet marketing. Locology is your one-stop shop for all things digital marketing, handling everything from website design and development itself to search engine optimization and pay-per-click campaigns. Based in the U.S., Locology has a firm understanding of what it takes to market your product or service effectively and can do so on a contract-free basis. Whether you're just getting started with your business or are an industry veteran looking to expand, Locology can get you where you need to be. Visit their website at Locology.com and sign up within the month of July to receive 25% off your new website or website redesign. This episode is also brought to you by ThingLister. ThingLister is the fastest way to find things to do in your city tonight. Sign up for the beta today at ThingLister.com and check us out on Twitter at ThingLister. That's T-H-I-N-G-L-I-S-T-R dot com. As with any new project or product or service or whatever you want to call it, a uh, weekly collective is is not unique in that they're they're kind of trying to fill out what their uh, their role in this podcast space is. Um, so I guess in saying that, I mean I'm I'm going to switch up the format a little bit uh, this episode. We actually don't have a guest, so I thought I would just go over some uh, some questions I've seen asked on Reddit, uh, answer them to the best of my ability. Uh, a lot of this is just opinion on my part um you know i'll I'll do what i can to answer from first-hand experience but you know, a lot of it's just going to be my advice and you know to be honest i'm I'm just another guy you know i i may or may not have more experience in something i'm talking about but uh i've kind of i've kind of dabbled in this on other episodes but um you know take advice for what it's worth to you i guess um you know there'll be lots of people that'll tell you why X is wrong or why you should do Z instead and they might be right and they might not, you know, everyone, there's a, a really neat Steve Jobs quote uh, It goes, when you grow up, you tend to get told that the world is the way it is and your life is just to live your life inside the world. Try not to bash into the walls too much. Try to have a nice family, have fun, save a little money. Uh, that's a very limited life. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you, and you can change it, you can influence, and you can build your own things that the other people can use. Once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. That's a, a really, really cool quote that I'm, I'm glad I found. I found it ages ago, um, but it, it, it sums up things nicely. Uh, I, as a silly example, I, I've shown it to my grandma several times because uh, she's, she's of the old-fashioned mindset that you know, certain things are for certain people and other people should, you know, like he just says, you know, live your life, try not to bash into the walls too much, have a nice family, so on and so forth. I mean, I've kind of shown it to her and when I showed it to her, she, you know, kind of blew it off and said, oh, well, I, I don't know that that's the case. And anyway, I, I digress. Um, my point is the people telling you that you might be doing something wrong or should do this instead, or, you know, in the, the case you know, that I'm making right here is, giving these people who are asking questions on Reddit advice, um, you know, like it says right here, they're, they're no smarter than you. Um, they might be, you know, even, even if what they're saying is true to their own experience, it might not be to yours. You know, there's, if you're in the, I guess I'll call it the entrepreneur scene, you, know, you can, you can come up with a dozen brilliant ideas. And in reality, these ideas might be billion dollar ideas, but 
and people would probably argue with me on this, um, that it's, you know, execution is key, but I, I think there's a, you know, well, I know there's a fair amount of luck to it. Well, to, to success that is. Um, but anyway, to, to wrap up my, I guess my multiple points now, um, you know, while I, while I'm just talking, um, here, you know, giving, giving the advice I can, I, I might be wrong. Um, you know, if, if you're dead set on, you know, if I give you one answer and you're, you're dead set on, you know, oh, I believe it's the opposite, you know, you might, you very well may be right. Um, you know, we're, we're all just people, um, success or not, um, or a history of success, even, uh, it doesn't guarantee future success. And, you know, your, your guess is as good as anyone else's. Anyway, let's get right into it. Is it wrong that all I want to do with a business is make a lot of money? I, I actually talked about this last episode uh, to a certain extent. Uh, I think I called it like starting a business for the sake of selling a business or starting for the sake of starting. Um, and I'll, I'll give my, my quick answer, and that's no. Um, I personally, um, well, I was going to say that I personally started a business to make money. Um, but I, I don't know that that's entirely true. Uh, I, I kind of treat it like it's a game to a certain extent. It is a, it's a fun challenge for me, and I, I enjoy just about every minute of it. I think it's a, it's a, a fair and reasonable goal uh, to want to make money with your business because it needs to, you know, you need it to survive. And I guess you could get real deep with it and ask, well, if you were a, you know, a millionaire, would you still run a business or, you know, would you want to run a business to earn money as well? You know, would you run this business that's at a constant loss or, you know, that's, I don't know. I don't know that I would. Um, I, you know, I might retire or have more casual projects or more, you know, passion projects, but no, I, I don't think it's wrong to, to start a business for the sake of making money or a lot of money. You could look at it like that's, it's just a, another step in your challenge. You know, if you like business to begin with, you know, then the, the next reasonable step is to uh, have a successful business that earns a lot of money. And then who knows what your step is beyond that to, to step down from your company and sit back and earn or whatever it might be. And like I said, I did talk about this last episode, um, but I, I, I can go either way on the opinion of, uh, is it wrong to start a business for the sake of starting a business? Um, and I, I would I would never tell anyone not to do that. That's not fair and you know, it's probably been done thousands of times before. But what I what I kinda summed up last time, last time I talked about this was start a business for whatever reason you have, whatever however you can justify doing it or whatever drives you. Uh but but focus that business around something that you're actually interested and passionate in. Um I I I can't cite any numbers, you know, these are weekly collective stats, but I imagine that it's a, it's a significant failure rate if you're not genuinely interested in, in what you do. Um, I think I said something like, you know, focus, a, you know, start a business for whatever reason you want. You know, if it's just to earn money, that's fine. But uh, be passionate about what you do. And I guess the little loophole there is if you're passionate about business, then do whatever you want because it's all, all the same. I mean, I, I would almost say that that qualifies for me. You know, I, I enjoy the idea of marketing and business in general. 
So I, I think I could get plunked into just about any situation, you know, a, a pet grooming company or a lawn care business or a roofing company, whatever it is, you know, I, I think I could kind of mold myself and my mindset and enjoy just about anything that I could sit down and do. So I guess in closing, I I certainly wouldn't tell you to feel wrong about it. Um, just do what you can to ensure its success by, by starting a business you're truly passionate in. And if that means holding off for a few months or years even till you, you come up with an idea that you think is honestly feasible and uh, that, that you can see yourself doing for years and years to come, then, then go for it. How do I make a sales call? Uh, he goes on to explain, I sell digital marketing, SEO, PPC, social and website development, uh, offline marketing and ad space and locally, local daily newspapers. He says about 50,000 paid circulation. Uh, I've been here since April and I've only sold one, one time widgets and a, in two contracts. Uh, it's worded a little funny. Um, is it me or my territory? How do I get some long-term things going? I have 200 accounts in my list and only five are actively advertising and the rest have churned. He says, I'm thinking of leaving and going to sell payroll or paychecks or paycom, um, whatever that is. I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Um, but I, I think this is something that, that a lot of people really suffer with, especially on the, the web side of things. I, I, can, I can think of a handful of uh, ways to kind of sell your, I was going to call it a brick and mortar store, but your, your physical service, you know, if you're a lawn care company, door flyers, things like that. But uh, he, he says he does things on the web. I mean, it, it almost sounds like he's, he's targeting locally, um, which I, I guess I'll approach this from two sides. Um, locally is potentially easier. Um, if, if I were him, lots of people suggest, you know, oh, go talk to business owners in person and, you know, so on and so forth. And I've, I've had zero success with that. I think I tried it over the span of a week um, years ago, uh, physically going into small businesses and you know, asking, oh, is the owner available? You know, hey, I, I tried a, different, a number of ways, and I, it, it kind of seems like the consensus um, of how to approach it that way is to, to have a, a short packet or you know, even just a, a flyer that says, you know, hey, I, I'd like to talk to the business owner. Um, here's what I do. You can keep this. Is there a time when I'd be able to come back and do that? Um, I, I tried it a number of different ways. That was one of them, and none of them had any results. You know, very rarely is the is the owner there. I've found uh, surprisingly, and you've got some, you know, near minimum wage front desk worker that probably deals with this all the time. Um, you know, I've talked to people before, and I've explained. You know, I I do website design and development, and she's like, oh, your people, you know, people like you call my business every day. You know, I I talk to to three of you a day. And so I, I can see how that kind of soliciting just gets brushed off like, oh, sure, you know, the equivalent of a, you know, a door-to-door salesman at your home trying to sell you cleaner. There's, there's little chance that you're actively looking for cleaner, and in reality, you just want them to leave and stop bothering you. Um, so my, my solution to that, that was, that was more of telling you not, what not to do. Um, if, if you're trying to target local companies, print out a thousand flyers and, and go business to business and, you know, don't even bother them. Don't stick them in their door. If, if possible, you know, the, it, I guess that might not be super applicable based on where you're from, um, you know, and how business storefronts work. But even if you do have to go inside, just, and I, I'll kind of touch on this, the same kind of approach with the, uh, you know, phone, phone based or whatever, you know, non-local, 
Um, go in and right off the bat, let them know you're not going to waste their time. And, uh, you know, I guess just that, you know, I, I would, I would take a flyer into a store or, uh, whatever it is, storefront. Um, I, I probably wouldn't even ask if the owner's there. I would just, uh, hand it to uh, whoever's behind the desk, say, you know, Hey, I do website design and marketing. I don't want to waste your time. Um, take this, give this to the owner, the manager, whatever. Thanks. And have a good one. Um, I feel like that's the best way to do it. And probably the best way to get a good response out of the, the person behind the desk that really is not super heavily invested in whether they have a website or not. Um, just the polite, I guess, non-threatening way you went about approaching it. Um, if you want to go another step further, and it's almost sneaky to a certain extent, uh, is you could fold it up or even put it in an envelope. Um, go in there and say, hey, can you give this to the owner, please? And just walk out. And it, it kind of looks like, you know, to the person behind the desk, hey, this could be an, an invoice or something of importance. You know, but at that point, you're, you're almost being deceitful where uh, you know, the manager will open that letter and the equivalent of, and I, I'm sure you've received something like this, um, something in the mail that's, uh, that looks like it's handwritten. I got one of these the other day. It was from a, a cable company. Um, and it, the, the envelope looked like it was handwritten. Um, it was like from a single person. I thought, oh, I don't recognize this, but it's directly to me. So I opened it up, and inside it is some printed card um, saying, you know, welcome to the neighborhood, whatever. Uh, here's, here's our sale. And I... <laughs> I, you know, I won't say I'm, I was upset or anything like that. That'd be silly. But it, it, it put me off a lot. I, you know, I was like, oh, man, this, you know, very clever. And some, someone might fall for that. And, you know, it, it might cause them to, to keep looking or whatever. You know, it got me to open it in the first place where I wouldn't have. So it accomplished that goal. And that's kind of what I was saying there. You know, we'll get that manager to open it. But once they get it open, they see you're, you know, essentially spamming them. They might be put off and, you know. Whereas if you had been honest about it and you know said, "Hey, I do marketing. This is you know what I, you know this is what I do. If you think I can help you, get in touch." Um, so you know maybe try, try a handful of some and a handful of the other and see if anything pans out for you. The other side of this, uh, the more complicated side, uh, is is doing it over the web. Uh, the problem with this, and it's just about with with anything else, and you'll notice this on if you get on reddit.com slash r slash small business or something like that. You'll see these posts all the time. Um, you know, on the internet, there's thousands and thousands, probably tens of thousands of people doing exactly what you do that are wanting the exact same business that you want. Um, and there's, you know, I'll, I'll give a kind of a crappy answer right here. There's no, there's no right way to market yourself online. Um, you can, I guess the most honest ways are to rank organically in the search engines or do, uh, you know, like Google AdWords. So you appear in front of the people that are actively searching for the services you offer. Um, anything short of that is intrusive, uh, to say the least. So there's lots of people that say, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm this new company. I want to help you. Here's my website, and they'll post on a you know small business forum. And if you go back through, you know, I don't know exactly what you'd use to search it, but there's probably ten of those a week. You know, everyone kind of thinking they're sly or thinking they're, they've thought of something that somebody else hasn't. Um, you know, I've, I've taken to, uh, like Facebook swap and shop groups. Those, those are an interesting, um, 
in a pretty decent market. Uh, it doesn't come across as too spammy if you don't abuse it. I see lots of people. Uh, I've seen pest control sites or pest control companies do it. I've seen pool cleaners, uh, fence contractors, uh, lots of things like that. Car detailing. Those are those are pretty common ones um, that that are more applicable to. I, I realize this now. Um, local businesses, or sorry, local. Um, you know, local homeowners who need that service. That wouldn't work for a, a web designer online, but you know, I'd, I'd suggest getting on, there's, there's all sorts of small business groups on Facebook, things like that, but they're almost entirely overrun with, uh, I don't know, who knows people, people posting their, their sensi links or, uh, whatever other pyramid things they've got going on. Uh, they're, they're rarely populated with real people that are actually interested in potentially what you have to offer. Um, my, I guess my suggestion is, um, don't cold call. Um, here's, I guess this is my, my secret, which is not really a secret at all. I'm sure there's thousands of people that do it, but it's what has worked so well for me, uh, is cold emails. Um, and I, it, it seems silly, uh, like it would come across as spam and immediately get dismissed. And it probably does most of the time. Uh, but I think the, uh, uh, the the key there is to to make your email seem genuine. Um, a, a quick paragraph that says, "Hi, my name is Nick. I do website designs and marketing. I came across your business or your website. It looks like it uses a redesign. If that's something you're interested in, get in touch. You know, I can. I'd be willing to give you a good deal. Um, that's one of the things I always include in there. Um, actually, my email read something like, uh, "I'm looking to uh, broaden my portfolio." Um, it's important to say it like that because if you say, oh, I'm looking to put new sites in my portfolio, it makes it seem like you're starting out or whatever, uh, to broaden, it makes it seem like, oh, I want to touch all these corners of the web. You know, I'm a successful long-term web designer already, but I've got this void for this type of service, you know, things like that. Um, and also say, if so, I'd be willing to give you a, a decent discount. Um, those, those two things along with the, uh, the short and, uh, quick email. I think are kind of the uh, the perfect mix of things to to potentially get the uh, the highest success rate. I guess uh, I get lots of spam. Seems like they're from the same people um, almost daily. That are you know five or six paragraphs long and have a giant bulleted list of really just like buzzwords. Um, I guess other people wouldn't know that, but you know they'll they'll kind of list search engine optimization pay per click social media marketing including twitter instagram facebook blah 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 just on and on and on and that might work for some people um and maybe it is cuz they're actively sending them and they have been for months to me so they're obviously in business enough to keep doing that but for uh you know in my opinion to have the highest success rate uh cold emailing is what i would suggest to this person again his question was how to make a sales call how many he went on to explain the services he offers and he hasn't had a lot of luck. Um, that's only the contact por- portion of it. Um, it's, there's a chance, uh, I won't say it's likely, but there's a chance that you're, you're messing up somewhere beyond that. Um, you know, maybe you're getting in front of people, but your, um, your initial conversation seems you know, threatening, sounds strange, but it uh, doesn't, doesn't seem trusting or, Whatever it might be, maybe you're not doing a good job of of communicating with these people. Um, now that's something that the emailing can solve. Um, sometimes, if you're not a good customer service person on the phone, 
I know a lot of people have trouble with that. They can write the the most professional email or you know email correspondences, you know, back and forth, back and forth. But when it comes to talking on the phone, they they get choked up and stutter and whatever. Um, so the cold emailing might be a good approach for you because you can kind of calculate your responses and things like that. Um, and there's also a possibility that you're you're not offering competitive prices or something. Uh, it's important to know your market. Uh, and I've, I'm not afraid to admit that I, I scale my pricing largely based on my clients. Um, and it that almost sounds dishonest. And I it's not that I have a small base price and I increase it for uh, higher end clients, whatever you'd call it, doctors, lawyers who, who have a marketing budget. Uh, it's more the other way around. I've got pretty high rates as a standard. But if I'm working with, um, you know, one guy in his truck who's starting a moving company, you know, I know they're they're scraping pennies together, and uh, I, you know, I, I scale my pricing accordingly to make it uh, feasible for them. And I kind of I talked about doing pro bono work the other day, and it, it's kind of along the lines of that, uh, especially in a situation like like this fellow's in, um, not not having the ability to make any sales and having been there since April and just not having a lot of luck, um, consider reducing your prices or consider that that's, that's a factor that's working against you. Um, you know, I can, I can value my, my service at whatever I think it's worth. You know, in reality, the, the website I design you might be worth $3,000. But I, you know, I can ask for that till I'm blue in the face, but the number of sales I'll make versus doing it for a thousand or five hundred or two hundred and fifty or whatever I can, you know, justify my time being worth. But to uh to to make an adjustment like that might solve a portion of your problems. You know, it's it's hard to say. Um, if I were you, I'd take a step back, look at your entire process, and uh, you know, see what you're doing wrong. You know, and this I I'm almost positive this isn't the case for you, but lots of people get in this kind of strange rut. Um, like grooves on a record where, you know, they, they might be hopping on their computer at nine in the morning, um, sitting down, getting ready to do work and five o'clock comes or whatever, you know, whatever arbitrary time restraints you've set on yourself. Um, you sit on the computer to, to do work, to work on your business and you're on the computer for four hours or eight hours and you get off the computer and you haven't done anything all day. Um, and it, that that's an extreme case. You know, you might do one thing or you might send out 10 emails like you've told yourself to do or whatever, but you do this day after day and then and you're just puzzled. Oh, why isn't this, you know, why aren't I having any success? My business is not doing well. Well, do something different. You know, sit back and really lay out the steps of what you're doing, you know, every aspect of it. You know, in this guy's case, I'd, I'd look at, you know, how am I approaching these people? What am I saying when I approach these people? What's my my personal website look like? Are we getting that far? Are they ever contacting me back? Uh, if they are contacting me back, am I at what point am I losing them? You know, are my prices too high? Am I am I not quick enough to respond? Do I do I seem sketchy and like somebody that can't be trusted? You know, really break down what you're doing and try and find out for yourself where it's going wrong. I can speculate all day, but I I think. You know, if you're if you're business minded in the least, 
you should be able to kind of look at it from an outside perspective and analyze it and figure out, oh, this this may or may not be where where it's breaking, you know, breaking down or whatever, however you'd word it, and figuring out how what you can do to uh, possibly get it to the next step. That kind of segues into to this next question. It it seems silly at first glance, but I, I figured I'd, I'd humor it because it, it seems to get asked a lot. Uh, the question is, you've got a million-dollar idea. What next? And he goes on to explain, you know, sometime I'll think I'm onto something with an idea, but I don't know what to do next. What are the, what are the following steps for making your idea a reality? Um, like I said, it, it's, a, it's a silly open-ended question, um, almost too open-ended. But it gets asked enough that I think it's a a legitimate concern for some people. And, you know, as with all things in life, sometimes just getting a little push can make all the difference. Um, some people do get overwhelmed with certain things and, you know, everyone's brain works differently. Um, I'm, I'm sure there've been tons of successful entrepreneurs or business owners or whatever that are kind of the same way that just, you know, had all these great ideas and just needed to get started initially. And from there they'd be just fine. Um, there's also a chance that business might not be for you, but that's that's something I talk about a lot, and you know I try it before you give up. Um, I guess that's all I can say there. Um, anyway, what I would do is um, I don't know, and th- this is one of the I'm gonna rant for a second. This is one of the things that kind of bothers me because when somebody asks a question like this, somebody will you know go cite some some paper that was written by you know, just another you or me. Um, and they'll never give real legitimate advice, applicable advice. Um, and I, I, I guess it, I don't have anywhere to go with this rant, but my suggestion to you is if, if you're in one of these entrepreneur communities, small business, um, entrepreneur startups, whatever it might be, advertising, marketing, um, these are all subreddits. And somebody asks a question that you might think is, is dumb or whatever, spend five minutes and, and type out a legitimate, thoughtful response. Don't be one of those people that that cites some. I don't want to use the word study because it gives it too much credit. Um, that cites a, a consulting blog or a marketing blog that that uses a bunch of jargon that the average person can't understand. You know, give them a real thought out response. That's kind of the goal of this podcast in general um, is to to make things easily digestible, I guess, more approachable, um, whatever you'd call it. The I the goal is to uh, make it friendly and understandable and kind of put it in layman's terms um, while it being helpful at the same time. Anyway, um, you know, it's hard to say without knowing your idea, but I, you know, do what works best for you. You know, if you're not able to, to kind of hash it out mentally, start, start writing things down. Um, I, I'll, I'll find like business, um, um, business plan templates on Google Docs. And uh, that helps me, you know, I, I never intend to present these to people or anything like that, but if you find the right one, I think it's probably the highest rated one on there. I've used it a few times. Um, it asks everything you could ever imagine needing to write down about your business, um, and it's broad enough that you can apply it to anything, and you can kind of just pull out what's not applicable to you and uh, you know delete it or not answer it. Uh, that's a good way to do it, and it kind of forces you to think about things you haven't thought about. Um, it for- forces you to write things down, to make definitive decisions, and then to, um, you know, start to act on them. 
um, I, I, I had a, uh, a music related project and it's, it's still in the works. Um, but that was the first step I did, you know, I kind of hashed out in my head and dealt with some prototype stuff in the garage and things like that. But it wasn't until I sat down, you know, for example, I sat down and the first thing it asks is, Oh, what's your business name? And that's a, a pretty insignificant portion of that whole process, but it, it was, you know, something I hadn't thought about. Um, and obviously I would have thought about it eventually, but, um, the first page, I actually went and pulled it up. Uh, the first page has a, uh, using this template section. Um, and I'll, I'll just read the, the nine, nine points here and you can take them for what they're worth. It says, do your research, determine who the plan is for. Uh, do not attempt to fill it in, uh, from start to finish. Uh, it goes on to explain first decide which sections are relevant to your business and set aside those that don't apply. And, you know, being like I explained that it's it's more for you than anyone else, despite it saying, you know, determine who the plan is for. You can jump around and, you know, fill in what what's on your mind at the moment. Um, you know, if there's a section that seems a little overly complicated, skip it, move on to the next one. And I I wanted to use the term, you know, what seems fun. Uh, and that's, you know, obviously you got to buckle down, buckle down and do what needs to be done. But at the same time, you know, it kind of goes with, you know, do what you're passionate about. If there's something, a certain aspect of the business that's really interesting, you want to write about the products or the services or your pitch or whatever, you know, go ahead and do that. Um, it says, uh, get some help. Um, I actually, I've skipped a few there, so there aren't actually nine. It says, get some help, um, which is a good idea. And I, I suppose that's what you're doing by posting on the subreddit, but not not quite in the way that anyone else would suggest doing. Um, in the future, an idea is to be more specific. Don't be afraid to tell people your idea, and you'll get a lot of a lot of real nasty feedback of people telling you that your idea sucks and all that. But hopefully, you can see some value. You know, even even from the jerks. Um, so get some help. You know, ask a professional if you've got the budget. You know, ask hire a, a real consultant, um, you know, not some Joe Schmo on the internet, um, a business advisor or whatever, or if you, you have somebody in the family that might own a business, things like that. Um, actual versus expected fig- figures. Um, it, it, it suggests to look at an existing business that does something similar to what you do and try to figure out what you'll learn and, you know, maybe, maybe that's good advice. Look at, look at your competition, see how they do it and just, and I'll, I'll read the rest of this, but I, I kind of came up with something in my head. It's um, to just do it. Just look at your idea. There's going to be a million things you have to do. You know, if, if I want to start a cupcake company, um, actually, that's a bad one because you got to do food licenses and things like that. Let's pretend I want to start a, uh, a moving company. Um, right off the bat, I'm going to need a moving truck. Uh, I'll need to market myself. I'll need a website. Uh, I need to register the business. And, uh, you know, insurance and whatever goes along with that. But out of those, and there's, you know, probably a dozen more things I need to do. Um, pick one, pick whatever you can do, you know, that day or within the week or whatever, you know, if you've got the budget for a truck, hop on Craigslist and price trucks. Um, if you don't, you know, find somebody to design your website or if you don't have a budget for that, if you've already got it, you know, pretend you already have a truck and that's what spawned the idea in the first place. Learn how to make a website, you know, get on whatever those free website things are, you know, web.com, Weebly, whatever they are and create your own website. 
Um, you know, call up City Hall, go down to City Hall, see what it takes to register your business, have your hundred dollars or two hundred or whatever it costs to to get your license and figure out how to get bonded and insured, whatever the case. Um, you know, I could go on for hours. Pick one thing uh, in your process. If it helps to write them down, write down, you know, I have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then I'll be good. Pick whichever one, you know, pick the hardest one to do today. Pick the easiest one. Pick whichever one you feasibly can do, whatever. Um, I think that's the key is to just do it. And that sounds like a cop out of advice, but it's, I think it's the advice that anyone would give. Um, it says number eight on this list, uh, which is probably number six that I've read is uh, write your summary last, um, you know, go ahead and fill out, fill out everything else you've got, um, kind of wrap your own mind around your project. There'll be lots of things that you come up with, um, lots of things throughout the process that you realize are not feasible. If you want to start a company and sell 12 different custom-made projects or products, you might realize that you physically can't do one or you're actually going to have to charge one or while you designed it for this purpose in writing this, you realize it might be really great for this purpose. Um, then it says review, 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 which is especially, I don't know how to word that, um, which is uh, especially beneficial, I guess, to to our situation because we plan to not give this to anybody. Um, it's kind of the equivalent of learning how to draw, I guess. That's a weird comparison, but, you know, draw that picture over and over again, erase the parts that look ugly, start over and whatever. Um, you know, this is just for you to kind of hone your... Uh, uh, it, it it sounds like it's almost turning into a uh, a practice kind of thing, which, as a side note, that's not a bad idea. Come up with a totally fictional business idea um, and write a business plan for it just to kind of get in the habit of doing it and consider things you haven't considered. But anyway, um, you know, review, 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 rewrite sections, um, perfect things, really analyze your own, your own idea. Um, like I was explaining earlier, that's a mistake that I think a lot of people make is they they just kind of get set in their ways or they don't, you know, they have a kind of like blinders on, like a horse, and they don't look to the side and they don't care to think about what they're doing. They're just kind of going through the motions. And I think that can hurt you a lot in the long run. That might be what you're doing. You're kind of sitting there saying, you know, oh, well, where do I where do I get started? I don't know. And, well, like if you took a step back and thought about it, you just, you just go ahead and get started um, on one thing. You know, it, it can be overwhelming. And without knowing exactly what you do, you can't give any any better advice, but just, just go for it. Just pick one thing and do it, write it all down. You know, whether it's, you make a spreadsheet, you scratch it down on a sticky note, or you you go and fill out that huge business plan. Just pick one thing on your list and, and go for it. Um, and in doing so, you might realize that your business idea is not feasible or easier this way or that way. And I don't know, there's, there's no other way to, to get started, but just to, to get started. This next question actually um, segues right from the, the first and second topic into this one. Um, it's a, should I be looking for a partner or uh, should I pay somebody to design my project? Um, and that's, that's something that a lot, a lot of people struggle with. Um, first, I always give silly disclaimers like this, but let's, let's pretend you have an idea for an app. And you post somewhere asking, you know, hey, I've got this idea and I need somebody to develop it. Um, how do I do this? People will tell you, oh, just give up. You know, ideas are a dime a dozen, whatever. 
you you'll never succeed with just an idea blah 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 why do why does anyone need you if you you're just an idea person i mean that's it's a really toxic toxic way to approach things uh, and it really disappoints me when i see people talking like that but anyway um if you're in that situation say you've got a, an application idea a, a smartphone app um or a you know a smartphone game or whatever it actually might be and you have no development knowledge. Uh, some people will suggest learn how to code. Um, I never, I never really look at that like it's a a viable option. Uh, if you're a super quick learner, or you've got a really simple app, or there's really no time constraints, you know, go for it. But I feel like you know, if if you've got even a, a semi complicated app to learn how to develop an application and to do it well from the ground up, it's kind of like the website thing. You can design your own website, but it'll take you weeks to do, and it'll be subpar at best. Um, and I feel like that's the same for developing your own application. Um, you know, you're, you'll by no means be a professional, and you'll be, I guess, starting a, uh, I don't know if this is the right term, but it'll be starting a professional business. I mean, it's, it's just not something I'd, I'd recommend. If you're going to you know, put all your eggs in that basket, it, it should be, you know, of, of, decent quality um so that's that's not something i would suggest uh is not that he mentioned that but just in case you were considering it um it's it's not something i would suggest trying to do as for the the actual question i was asked um looking for a partner versus paying somebody outright um i'd go with paying uh if you have the budget for it without a doubt pay uh for a number of reasons if I'm sitting on $2,000 to get my application designed, uh, and I actually don't know if that's a fair app price or high or low or whatever, and I guess it would depend on what you're looking for, but let's pretend in this perfect world $2,000 is the amount that I need to develop this app. Um, if you've got that, you can hop on whatever those those sites are. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but they're you know the sites where there's thousands of developers waiting to get paired up with people who actually are looking to pay to have their projects designed. Um, you can get started, you know, in the next 24 hours and have them quote you two weeks to have it done or three or four or whatever it is. And, you know, you'll be, you'll be started right out the door and while it's being designed. You can, you can focus on the marketing aspect of it or whatever. Um, it kind of falls back on that other question of how do I, how do I start my business? But, um, you know, if you've got the budget or even if not, if you're working a nine to five, Set aside money, you know, set aside 500 for the next four months. And, you know, by that fourth month, you'll have it. Um, I wouldn't dismiss the value of having a partner, uh, especially one that's technically minded. Um, but, you know, there's a handful of other things that come along with that. Um, you know, you have to you have to give them a portion of your company or however that works. Um, you know, if they're if they're volunteering, they they may or may not have the incentive to plug away for six hours in front of the computer working on it. Um, you know, there's there's a I don't know. You can get one extreme or the other. Either this person is your friend or a family member or whatever, and they're on the more lenient side of your your radar, I guess you could say, or the opposite side of that, they're a stranger. Um, the stranger thing is almost more bothersome uh because you know they may or may not be local 
Um, you have to you know, kind of deal. I've dealt with this a lot in the past, actually, um, in running browser-based games. I've I've had volunteers, you know, oh, would you like to get a portion of the the revenue and, you know, develop things for it? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, sure. And you know, a couple of weeks will go by when they're supposedly working on a feature and they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm not interested anymore. Or they'll drop off the face of the earth, whatever. You know, it's it's all sorts of nonsense like that you have to deal with. Um, and that's assuming you can find somebody to begin with. Uh, that's, that's like a best case scenario that you get somebody that says they're interested and blows you off. Um, what's more likely to happen is you'll post around for, for weeks or months or years or whatever. And, uh, you know, you'll never get any help. You'll, you'd have to have a, uh, a pretty great idea, um, or a, a pretty invested developer, I guess, to get somebody to, uh, to work on a volunteer basis. You know, there's there's absolutely no shortage of people, um, and I hate to sound like I'm mocking somebody because this, you know, it's probably a viable way to get things done, especially if you have no other options. But get on a you know a web developer for hire or looking for a web developer, or an app developer, or something, and just see the the hundreds of posts you'll find, you know, immediately of people saying, you know, I've got this idea and I just need a partner, you know. You can have thirty percent of my company and whatever, and you know that's all fine and great, but you know the the chances of your your app really taking off or your your website idea really really taking off is is slim um on the website of things I've had people approach me with that before um lots of people um and they always have kind of the same they carry themselves the same uh they're always a little crazy sound and whatever. Uh, and that's not always the case. Definitely not. But in my experience, you know, these people will call me and say, Oh, I've got this idea for this, this website that, uh, a gal called me a couple of months ago. She found an ad on Craigslist that I'd posted. Um, and I, I couldn't get her to give me a straight answer about what she did. But the idea was if you go, you know, uh, a, um, like a car dealership will say, here's a, you'll, you know, come down and test drive this new 2015 whatever. Um, and we'll give you a $25 Visa gift card. Um, she called those like gift vouchers or whatever. And somehow, like I said, she wouldn't give me a straight answer. It was strange. Um, somehow that is her business. Um, like she has a way to get vouchers for cheaper than other people and she can provide them to the dealerships. I don't know. It all, it sounded like she would sell them money in card form for cheaper than it was, I don't know, it, I don't know, I, after two minutes on the phone with her, I didn't care to ask her any more questions, but anyway, she approached me and said, oh, I'm sure this will take off, I've, I've talked to a business attorney, and they, they were so impressed, and they said, I need to get this and that legalized, and whatever, and oh, it'll, it'll so take off, um, I just need you to design this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and, you know, spend the next three months working on this, and I'll have lots of changes, and, you know, things like that, just, Real silly talk um, that in reality will never come to. Um, and if you get on get on any of those boards and you know try to approach it like that, you're 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 going to look near the same. You know you can present yourself as well as you want, um, but what it comes down to is you're asking that developer to spend time they they would likely be spent um, either earning money or enjoying their free time working on something that will not likely come to. Um, and shucks, it sounds like I'm really talking down on uh, the idea of doing it that way. And I know, you know, there's no shortage of things 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let out the inner Apple fanboy and say, you know, Apple was founded that way. It was, you know, two buddies designing something that they wanted to design for their friends and, you know, doing it at no cost initially or no, what, however they actually did it. I, I don't care. Um, but you know, I, I won't dismiss that having a business partner isn't a, an awesome thing, especially if you can find one. You know, I, there's lots of days where I wish I had a business partner sitting next to me that was, you know, bit for bit as like-minded as me. Um, same goals, same mindset, um, same drive, things like that. Even just somebody to, to turn to and say, you know, Hey, you know, is this a, is this a nice design or Hey, you know, who knows? Just a, just a, I'll word this funny, just to shoot the relevant shit with, um, it would, it would be immensely helpful. Uh, but that's, you know, not, not something I've been able to find. And, uh, I think you'd have a hard time finding it yourself as well. Um, and that's, you know, finding it is one thing, but it, it just, it seems like it would get really messy trying to work up, you know, ownership or whatever. And I'll, I'll put it really bluntly. Um, and I, I really feel like one of those guys on the subreddit right now, but it's, it's something I'm, I'm pretty passionate about is that nobody wants equity in your company. Um, you know, no, they're gosh. And I, I don't know. I'm having a real, real internal battle here with, with trying to say something so definitively like that because, you know, and I, I don't know anything about these, but Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you know, all these Snapchat that ended up blowing up real big. You know, they might have had a business partner. Some guy might have been non-tech savvy and, you know, said, hey, I've got this idea. Kind of like the Apple thing, I guess. You know, Steve Jobs was not tech savvy, but he could market it. And, you know, granted, Steve Wozniak had already created what he wanted to sell, but he said, hey, let's do that. And, you know, from then on, he said, you know, hey, let's design it like this instead and let's do this and add this. And so it, you know, it's a, it partnerships have worked in the past, but I, you know, for these, really um adventurous i guess these large scale apps you know if you've if you've got i don't know i i don't want to just rag on somebody's idea and i would hate to for to tell this to somebody and have you know their success not come to because they listen to me um but i i guess i'll put it like this you know i'll give you the best of both worlds if you can pay for whatever to be developed um you know, pay, pay to have your website made, pay to have your app made, um, whatever. If that's not an option, you know, look for a partner. Uh, I, I don't really have any advice on how to do that. Uh, if you, you know, if you know somebody in person, that's, I imagine that's probably how those, those, the majority of those things came to, um, I'm probably wrong about all these, but let's pretend Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and whatever were started by, you know, two guys who knew each other in real life. Um, to do it outside of that, I I just feel like it'd be a real headache. Um, and I, I get it that some people just absolutely do not have the budget to, to have something made. And I, I don't know. I think most of the people that would say that would actually be able to make it happen. You know, they could cut back on their, their spending or they could, you know, sell something you have. Uh, if you've got some toys or electronics laying around, you know, just make it happen. Um, you know, this is, kind of off on another path but you know if you're in one of those situations where you know you know you can get your app designed for two thousand dollars but you don't really have the money and you know you'd rather go to the bar on the weekend and spend 50 bucks rethink your priorities um you know 
sell your your extra game console or you know whatever it might be um that sounds really specific but i i think it's something that people will probably encounter um with a startup you know oh, i could do this but it's going to cost so much money i just i don't know you know it's that's part of being a business owner is kind of taking not even taking the risks you're not selling your car in hopes that you can buy it back it's just you know being setting yourself up to be a little uncomfortable at times um and i guess you'd call it risk to a certain extent i don't know but that's something to consider as well you know make make step slightly out of your comfort zone and and do something that you're you're on the fence of to to make your business successful that's it's a, it's a part of doing it it's a it's a part of the journey all right. Well, it looks like that does it for episode four of Weekly Collective. Um, as always, let us know what you thought. Um, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, send them our way. Uh, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash weekly collective. We're obviously on iTunes. Again, weekly collective. Um, also on SoundCloud. That's, that's where it's hosted originally. Um, any and all of those places, you can uh, reach us. Well, I, I suppose you can on iTunes. Um, you can leave a rating there. Um, but anyway, you know, let us know what you thought, um, what we can do to make it better. If you got any topic ideas or questions you want to ask, that's that's my favorite part of doing this show is um, answering questions. You know, wh- whether <laughs> whether they're right or wrong, or you get any value out of them, um, it's I think it helps to be able to ask somebody that will that won't give you the runaround, and you know, will will speak from experience and and really. <laughs> What I think the value of asking around here is that um, you don't get a bunch of negativity. Um, you don't get people ripping you apart and kicking you and tearing you down. You, know, you get you get somebody that actually you know kind of wants you to succeed. So anyway, you know, thanks for listening. As always, um, check us out wherever you haven't, um, whatever's most convenient for you. And uh, as always, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>